Hey everybody, before we get started, uh, I don't know, I hope you're good, I'm good. Um, <laughs> keep watching, sharing, doing what you do with Modern Mail, keep doing that. Uh, we just hit 900,000 views on YouTube, so I think we should be at a million, I guess in a couple days, at the rate we're going, maybe five days, so a few days. Modern Mail, hopefully to a million views, get it there, and then you can buy it on well, it's on all this stuff, you know? It's on everything. Is there anything I wanted to pitch? Um, I had an idea about doing a comedy show in people's backyards. It's not my idea, actually. It was my buddy Dustin Nickerson started it. And then, so yesterday, I went on all my social medias, and I was like, hey, who in the country would be uh, up for letting me in their backyard to do comedy? And... Uh, I've gotten a lot of responses from a lot of people, and yeah, that, that made it exciting. It made it exciting. Uh, it might happen. There might be insurance issues involved. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Other than that, thank you for listening to the show, downloading the show, streaming the show. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or whatever the hell you listen on, and uh, if you want to support, you know, subscribe on on the YouTube and look into being a member. That's where you give me money every month. There's probably a better way to pitch that, but that's essentially what it is. It's YouTube's version of Patreon. I think that's it. Uh, this is a very lackluster open to the show. Let's talk about stuff. What are we covering? There's that nude protester in Portland, baseball, Fear City. I don't have that much, and this is episode 300. This is the 300th episode spectacular. I gotta make some more notes. But until then, why don't we hit the music? Huh? It's happening. This week in And action. Yeah. Yeah. I always start it with yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. This is episode 300. This is the 300th episode spectacular. What's spectacular about it? I've made 300 of them. Yeah, there's 299 before this one. Maybe a couple more that I didn't count. Maybe less. Maybe I counted... I don't Maybe I skipped a number. Who knows? But we're here, and it's happening. Day 1,555,000 of the lockdown. It's Saturday. It is July 25th. The rent is coming up again. Uh, shockingly, that's the only thing we can count on. For some reason, that's the only thing we can count on. We don't know what's going to happen with the virus. We don't know what's going to happen with the lockdown. Can we go eat at a restaurant this week? Can I go to the gym? Can I see that guy at the park? Can we play basketball? Why did they take the nets down? The hoop's still there. We can still kind of play. The only thing we can count on is the rent is due on the first. That's all we can count on. We don't know if you're getting a stimulus check. We don't know if I'm getting one. Is your unemployment canceled because someone Venmoed you five bucks? I don't know. But I do know that the 1st of August, like clockwork, the rent is due. Uh, and honestly, that gives me comfort. That gives me comfort. At least there's some sort of consistency, even though it's something that definitely doesn't help. Um, things are good. It was a good week. I went to an Airbnb uh, the last three days, I've been at an Airbnb. Uh, this is the second Airbnb I've been at um, in the last two weeks because I showed up to it a week early. That's what I did. 
I had booked an Airbnb for this past week, but I showed up there a week before because they, I'm not taking responsibility. It's not my fault. It's their app. For some reason, when you want to book something on Airbnb, they do it the next week, not the week you're on. Why wouldn't I want it now? I want it for the week I'm on right now. And they're like, no, you possibly mean the following week. No, why are you assuming that? I need a place to stay in the hills tonight. All right, the apocalypse is coming. I already have my canned goods and rations. I fashioned a slingshot out of a branch. I'm ready to go. Take me to the hills. But for whatever reason, they stuck me. I messed up. We showed up to an Airbnb a week early, so we had to go get another Airbnb. That one was weak. This one was fun. This last one was great. We spent three days out in the wilderness in Topanga Canyon, uh, which is, uh, I now know where that girl from Boy Meets World got her name. It's Topanga Canyon. It's a horrible name. Don't name anyone Topanga. The canyon's fine, but don't name that girl. She kind of looked like a Topanga. Because she had a face that you've never seen before. And you're like, Topanga? Horrible. Horrible. Uh, I regret saying those words out of my face, but it's already too late. They're already in the microphone and there's no take two. Um, went up there. It's, uh, you know what? It was, it was outdoorsy, okay? It had, it was in this backyard it, on a canyon and the bathroom wasn't outside but it also wasn't in the building we were staying in you had to walk across the little alley and then there was the bathroom which meant i didn't go to the bathroom at night because there's coyotes out there possibly mountain lions i don't know i heard a lot of noises that's what they, they never talk about that you know that never gets brought up in the airbnb reviews or if you go on Instagram and you check out the Airbnb pictures, it's just a bunch of cool hipsters wearing hats and taking photos in the sunset. That's what you think you're going to do. You're like, oh, we're going to go spend three days in sunset and take magical photos of each other, pretending to read in an old rocking chair, until you actually get out there and you're like, that sunset only lasts like 30 minutes, and what are we supposed to do the rest of the time? There's a lot of bugs and wildlife. You got to get all your bathroom needs out of the way before that sun sets because after it sets, you hear rustling, you hear uh, off in the distance, a cuckoo. You know, like, what's that? Was that a person? Those smugglers? Is that a pack of coyotes? A bear? I'm not going out there. I'm going to pee in this pot in the kitchen. Don't use that pot in the morning to make eggs. Who makes eggs in a pot? Uh, but that's what it was like. Like, that's. <sighs> My thing with like glamping or rustic Airbnb or camping, any of those things, like if someone asked me, uh, how many days are you willing to go camping? You're pretty much asking me how many days am, will, am I willing to be constipated? Because that's what happens. The morning before a camping trip, actually the night before I leave to go up to whatever campsite we're going to, I'm taking laxatives because that next morning I need to clear my ass completely because I know I will not be using a bathroom for however many days I'm in the wilderness. I just can't do it. It's I don't feel comfortable. And even if I go, it's not a full go. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like going to the bank, but you're only depositing quarters. It's not a full deposit. You're like, no, 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 not the whole check. Just the, 
just to change. I'm keeping the rest. Just keep the rest on the check. And you're like, why? Because I'm not comfortable. That's why I don't trust you. I don't trust the banks. I'm going to hide the rest of this in my ass. That was a weird explanation for constipation, but there it went. Uh, so that's, that's, that's how I camp. I got to clear everything out of my system because I know for the next however many days I'm out there, we're just going to be adding to the supply and not releasing anything. So it was a good time out there. It had an outdoor bathtub, which was cool. Uh, I have mosquito bites all over me. Uh, mosquitoes love me, apparently. They used to not, but I think I've been adding sugar to my diet, and they're like, well, we think you're pretty sweet now. Uh, so that was my week. We spent three days out there. And it's funny, like, you think, we, we thought we were going to get work done. We're like, yeah, we're going to this thing to get work done. Just a new workplace experience. We, we didn't. I, th- I fired up my computer once. I think I sent a email. It was a reply. It was a reply to a email that I've, from seven days before. I'm horrible. I just have no motivation. I have the full COVID depression. Which isn't even a deep depression. COVID depression isn't like, I need medication, I need to talk to a therapist. COVID depression is just, I need to buy more video games. Like, that's what the depression is. You're like, I don't want to work on any projects that move me forward. I just want to kill time while my life is on pause. That's what COVID depression is. That's why we got an Airbnb for three days. That's why I showed up there a week early. Because I'm just, I just want time to move. Can we speed it up? Like that movie Click with Adam Sandler where he got to skip all the nonsense. That's what I want now. Except once I fast forward through this lockdown and we go back to normal life, I'm not just going to go, oh man, I missed out on a lot. You didn't miss out on anything. You didn't miss out on a damn thing. If we could fast forward through this lockdown, we would miss nothing. We would miss some online arguments that are still waiting for us once this is over. We'd be missing out on, I guess, more Postmates deliveries. That's it. We'd be missing out on nothing. Nothing. Sports without crowds. No one's excited. Just kind of, it's it's like going to Cold Stone. No toppings. Just a scoop of vanilla. You're like, I guess it's better than no ice cream. But it's not fun. I wouldn't describe sports without a crowd as fun. I would just describe it as, well, it's better than it not being on. COVID depression. This is the time, man. I've said it before, but I mean it. Try try something in your life. If you don't drink, pick up drinking. Unless it was a problem. If you haven't tried drugs, try one. Not one of the mean ones. Not one of the ones where you end up living under a bridge. But one of the ones that like some guy in his 60s wears a tie-dye shirt because of it. Try that one. That one doesn't seem like the worst. You know? He's a little aloof during conversations, but he's not homeless. And he smiles a lot for seemingly no reason. That one's worth trying. Try that one. Try something. Do something. Read a book. Pretend you find meaning while your life has none. Oh boy, COVID depression is real. Um, but we're, we're making it through, you know? There's stuff. There's stuff. I'll try to watch the news. I take it in doses. Uh, there was a protest in Portland because the feds are sending out... Uh, uh, secret police? I don't know what these are. Federal agents. I don't know what department. 
Department of Forestry? I don't know. But the White House has sent out federal agents of some form or fashion to knock down on the protesting. And uh, I don't know, just another example of how hypocritical we are. We're hypocrites. The people that are fans of these uh, government police going to knock down the protest, they would be against it if it was for a protest that they agreed with. And then because the people that agree with the protest are like, well, that's outlandish. That's against the law. And it probably is. Maybe, it, maybe I don't know. It's probably against one of the things in the Constitution. Let's be honest, neither of us know. I mean, that's not how we talk on Twitter. We definitely know. We pretend to know all of the amendments and how to spell it without having to Google or use spell check. But we don't. We're just hypocritical. That's how we're total hypocrites. And I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with my own hypocrisy, and I'm trying to become comfortable with yours. That's my next step. I'm totally cool with me twisting my morals and what I understand right and wrong being to cater to what I think. The only thing I have to adjust is I have to become accustomed to the fact that you're doing the exact same thing. We're both hypocrites. Because those protesters probably vote and lean to the left, everyone on the right goes, good, shut them down. And if the roles were reversed and those protesters were, let's say, NRA members protesting for, uh, for the Second Amendment and then they sent in federal police to shut them down, all the people on the left would be on the other side going, good, time for some law and order. We're both smoking our own ass. It's not, a, it's not the opinion you're supposed to have right now. You're supposed to take one side or the other and you're supposed to... Dig your heels in strong, but let's be honest, we're both smoking our own ass. Most of the people on this side and that side, not any smarter than the other. Maybe you went to college, but you didn't pay attention. We all make around the same amount of money. The people that make a bunch of it, they don't care. They're just up there cashing checks pretending to pick a side. Whichever side seems to be buying their product the most. But for the most part, they don't care. It's the rest of us. We all make around the same. We drive kind of the same car. Oh, what do you have a RAV4? I have a Volkswagen thing, SUV, and it smells like crayons when I put the AC on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have this Toyota. It's pretty cool. I don't know. The tires are in a, They're expensive because they're outdoor tires, but I don't really drive up in the hills or anything. But, you know, it looks cool parked in the grocery store parking lot. We're all the same. We're just smoking our own ass on our own hypocrisy, and we just have to come to the conclusion that everyone else is doing it just as much as we are, so maybe we should stop hating each other. But that's not as entertaining. So we're where we are now. Boy, have I derailed from my original point here. <laughs> there was a protest in uh, Portland. I think it's still going on. I don't know if the last one ever stopped. I'm not sure protesting has ever stopped from being started in Portland. I think there's a constant uh, movement going on in Portland, which is good for you guys. I'm all for it. You guys, uh, mainly I'm jealous of the amount of steps you get in because I wear a Fitbit and I would love some of that. Um, but they're out there fighting the good fight. There was a nude protester uh, out there in Portland. This woman, this uh, uh, attractive woman came out naked. Uh, nothing, nothing on her. She just came out, 
and she strutted to the front, and then she sat down, legs as a, a, a jar. Her legs were a jar towards the police, and the police went ah, like, I'm assuming that's what they did under all their masks, just like that '80s movie. Anytime they saw like a cheerleader coming out, like whatever that meant. That's I, I guess that's what the cops did. Um, very brave of her. Uh, these were my thoughts on, on, on that lady going out there naked. One, I want her confidence. I would love to have that kind of body positivity about myself. Because I remember when that made news that she went out there naked, that same night I put a shirt on for the pizza delivery guy. I ordered Domino's and I was there with shorts and no shirt on. And I'm like, ah, he doesn't want to see this. So I put a shirt on and accepted a pizza. And she went out there with everything. Just heart on her sleeve and two more on her chest. Just, she's out there. And I'm like, I want that kind of confidence. I want that kind of, you know, just no shirt. I'm willing to bend over and watch my torso crinkle together in the least attractive position possible for my body and just be out there like, what's up, fellas? And the other positive thing about this is uh, women have been fighting for equal rights in this country forever. And the struggle still continues. But this is one, like, thing that women definitely have over men, is the protesting naked, or just being naked in public. Because I was thinking about that. Like, if that was me, if I went out to that protest naked, they would the cops would have shot me before I ever sat down. Like, that woman did a whole, like, strut up to the front, and then she sat down, bam, there's everything, that wouldn't happen to me, I would have shredded out there, and before I even sat down, those cops would have played like carnival games with my genitals, and like, hey, who can shoot them now, they would have shot my good and plenties into the fifth row of that protest, they would have treated it like a carnival, afterwards, like two cops leave like a giant stuffed animal and a big cotton candy thing, it would have been it for me, it would have been nothing. I would have never made it to the sitting down position. I would have came out of my little Honda Fit butt naked and they would have shot me before I even made it to the front. They'd be like, ah, that guy's naked, bop, bop, bop. And I get it. The male body is utterly unattractive. It's not good. Even the best one is okay. Like who, whatever dude has the best body, you see it naked? I mean naked. I don't mean without a shirt on, because there's plenty of dudes out there just jacked to the gills, and then you look at their body, you're like, that's a good body. Like, pretty much every soccer player. You see that guy without a shirt, and you're like, how do I get that? Oh, run constantly for three hours? All right, I'm good. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the male genitalia, I believe it's pronounced. Not a good look. It's gross. It's gross in its best form. And women are is just, that's what you got over us. We got to figure out the pay scale thing, because that thing still has some comeuppance for you guys. But as far as protesting naked or being naked in public, keep running with that. Big fan over here. Big fan. So yeah, that was the, uh, that was the nude protester in Portland. Very much a fan. Uh, baseball also started up, uh, which I've never been a big baseball fan, but you know, because everything's so sad, I'll be like, I'll watch baseball. I'll watch it. You guys playing baseball? I'll watch baseball. 
no crowd, of course, just like every other sport. Uh, they're they're adding in some crowd noise, which they're doing a good job in. I don't know why they can't laugh track comedy specials as well as they're like juicing crowd noise into sporting events. Because I've watched soccer and I now I've watched baseball when they've added in crowd noise. It meshes. The only time it ruins it is when they pan out and then there's no one in the in the crowd. But for some reason, they can't do that with comedy specials. If you don't believe me, go watch uh, was it, Rob Delaney's special on Amazon Prime. It just came out. They laugh track that thing and... You, you, you could show that to a caveman that's never seen entertainment before. And you're like... And they would have been like, yeah, the, the laugh track's a little archaic. And then he goes, and I invented the wheel. So, I don't know, but the people <laughs> the people that are juicing sports with sound and, and audience reaction, they need to start working on... They need to be hired by Amazon Prime for some of the comedy specials they're putting out. It's juiced the laughter in there. It's more seamless in sports. Um, but baseball started up. The, the one thing that's weird or I kind of like, I don't know, they're being creative... They put the the cardboard cutouts behind home plate, and it's cute. I like it. Some of them are memorials for people. I like it, but like my initial reaction to it was, I was like, they need that? They need that? They need that. I grew up without a dad, dude. I didn't have a dad at any sporting event that I played in my entire childhood. And here we have millionaires in their 20s and 30s. And they need a cardboard cutout just going, yeah! That's what you need? Other than that, I'm a fan. But just from the the optics of it, if I may use the CNN word, the optics of it were a little shrewd. It was just odd. They don't need that. They shouldn't need that. It's baseball. It's baseball. Why do you need a cardboard cutout or someone who isn't actually there to watch you play baseball? It's baseball. It's le- it's it's golf. It takes the... Uh, I bet you... I wish they would put Fitbits on golfers and baseball players. Because I bet you the average beats per minute is only about 5 to 10 beats higher in baseball than it is golf. It's a leisure sport. It's a... Uh, it's a sport where you can keep a conversation, you know? It's a sport where you can keep a whole conversation with a teammate, and then if something does happen, you're like, oh, no, huh, huh. Yeah, so anyway, uh, you know, I'm thinking about buying a house. It's not going to interrupt anything. It's not, I'm watching UFC right now. It's not UFC. It's hard to keep a conversation while you're a white supremacist trying to punch another white supremacist in the face. I'm kidding. For some reason, every UFC fighter that's white looks like... I'm like, hmm. I could see you dabbling in some hate crimes. Um, so baseball's back. Here's a Netflix uh, recommendation I seem to be giving these out. Fear City on Netflix. Three, I think it's only three or four episodes. Each episode's an hour long. It's about the mob's domination of New York, uh, New York City in the 70s and 80s. Came to a fall in the 80s. Um fascinating and also simple i always wondered like i've always been fascinated with the mob i'm like how do you do that how do you just go around going i'm gonna take over this labor union and then when a construction company wants to build a building i'm gonna go hey you're gonna have to give me two percent tax for building this building 
and they're gonna go why am i gonna pay you that oh because i run every construction worker in this city and if you don't pay me the two percent i'm gonna say they're all going on strike how do you do that and the answer is simple violence you just beat people you shoot them throw them out of a building dump them in a river while wearing a suit that's what i can't believe they did all that aggressive stuff in full suits can you imagine that a three-piece suit anytime i'm wearing a three-piece suit i can't even bend over if i drop my keys because i'm like ah, oh, i do but i might rip my pants my tie is going to come out then i got to readjust myself they're full-on having ufc fights with people beating them with bats because they owe them twenty dollars on a bet thing and they're doing it in three-piece suits with the fedora on and their hair's perfect little rolex right over there impressive the whole thing was impressive the documentary series is great they they document the big five families in uh, in new york city and then they interview some of the mobsters that have now gotten out of prison and they also interview the federal agents so you hear it from both sides so it's fear city is kind of like the mobster and fbi agent version of the last dance so instead of michael jordan being interviewed along with his teammates and then their opponents and then you get both sides of it it's just retired fbi agents and former mobsters going yeah this is what happened it's very interesting it's very interesting and ah that's my depression creeping up again and it's a mild depression it's just I don't know if I would be watching 99% of the things I've been watching if this thing wasn't going on. But I will give my stamp of approval to Fear City. They knocked it out of the park. Good, good, solid documentary. And it actually reminds us all that Rudy Giuliani used to be likable. There was a time when Rudy Giuliani was really looked up to. And it was in the 80s and then 9-11. And then I think in between that time people didn't like him. Or some people did, some people didn't. I don't know, there's a lot of people. And now he's kind of, every time he's on the news, you're like, oh, okay. You wore out your welcome on life. I don't know if you're supposed to be talking in public as much. You know? Great documentary. Highly recommend it. As far as stuff to stay away from nothing everything i've watched i got into rami on hulu very much enjoyed that my buddy dave merhej is in it so i'm biased but also season one's very funny season two has more feeling to it it gets a little more serious but it's still funny so i recommend those two uh what else happened regis Philman's philbin i i guess i never knew how to say his name he's dead at 88 it's a good number I want to die on an even number. You know? I don't want to die at 87. It just, you feel so unaccomplished. But when someone dies on an even number, you're like, 88, that's a good run. 89? Ah, he was almost at 90. 87? He still had something left in him. 88? He was cooked. His goose was cooked. It's a good time to, I want to die on an even number. 50? I don't want to die at 50, but I'm just saying, dying at 50 sounds better than 51. You're like, 50? What, aneurysm? What happened? Just a freak accident? You tried to cross the street and got hit by a drunk? What happened at 50? 51, you're like, drug overdose? What happened there? 
Something about dying on an even number. It just seems just, and it has a happy ending. You die at 90, you're like, man, I'd love to read that man's diary. You die at 93, you're like, I bet there were some stories in there that made no sense. I don't need his diary from the last 10 years, but anything before that, you know, when it's coherent, I'd love to read that. Regis Philman's dead at 88. Uh, I used to watch his morning show during summer vacation. It's a great morning show. He'd have like, he'd have, you know, it was a morning show where nothing would happen. They would tell lighthearted stories. It was a, it was the, it was a watered down version of the Tonight Show. You know, the Tonight Show, you're maybe hammered or you're falling asleep. And the Regis Filman show, which I don't even know what it was called. Is her, is him and Kelly, not Kelly Ripa. Who's the other one before? Franco Harris used to marry. Or no, the, the football player. I, whatever. It, he had a morning show. I watched it as a kid. Sometimes my favorite pro wrestlers would go on there. And he would act scared. He was just a good guy. He had a, he had a TV. He was that old school TV smile. You know? They don't have that anymore. They don't have the old school, welcome to the show. And you're like, I believe you. Now it's like, this is the show. Like, I don't know, it's very aggressive. He was very lighthearted. He knew there was a bunch of different people watching. And then he also did the uh, millionaire show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I don't even know if that show's still on. I don't know who's doing it. It's probably like Terry Crews or someone hosting it. Um... Or Steve Harvey wearing one of his suits. I don't know who's running that show. But Millionaire, I used to watch that for him. And then once he wasn't hosting, I wasn't interested. Because the show was ridiculous. The first five questions when you were like... When it was... (laughs) There was no streamline of those questions. Those questions were easy or impossible. Those were the two. They were either... You knew the answer before you went to public school easy. Or they were so hard... You had to, like, befriend a scientist before you went on the show so you could add him to your, like, lifeline. Like, the first two questions where it was like, for the $200 question, what color is this? And you're like, red? And you're like, you got it. And then once you hit $1,000, it was like, uh, do this calculus. And you're like, I, I, no. I guess, I guess I only won $800. But good even death, Mr. Regis Filman. Dying at 88. Um, thank you for all the years of entertainment. He's a good guy. I, he seemed like a good guy. I don't Was there any controversy on Regis Filman? Did anyone come out? Did he have like a housekeeper he slapped on the ass or something in the 90s? Did something? Any? I don't know if he's had any bad press. I think Regis has been Reg. He's been all right. Um... What else did I have down here? Oh, uh, this is Jim Gaffigan followed me on Twitter. That's just a humble brag without being humble. I'm just flat out telling you. That made my day. I woke up a couple mornings ago, checked my Twitter, and I said, Jim Gaffigan follows you. I was like, wow. And then I sent him a message. He hasn't responded yet. But it made me wonder. I'm like, did he he watch Modern Mail on YouTube? And went, this guy's great. I hope he opens for me. I'm going to give him a follow on Twitter. Or was one of his 18 kids just on Twitter and it happened to accidentally hit follow on my face. And then now he's like, now he doesn't want to go back on it because I've already messaged him and I told him it made my day. And so maybe now he's like, God, ah, damn it, I got to keep it. I got to keep it, but I'm not going to talk to him. I don't know where we're at, but it made my day. It's like, uh, I don't know, whatever you're into, it's like a big person of whatever you're into following you. 
So if you're a mechanic, it's like Carol Shelby following you on Twitter. Or uh, if you're a cook, uh, Guy Fieri following you on Twitter. Or if you're a... If you're a yoga person, and then someone who has a yoga mat follows you on... Whatever. It's whoever's into the thing you're into in your field of work or interest gives you a follow. You're like, oh, oh, oh. So, my point is, Jim Gaffigan followed me on Twitter this week, and that means Jim Gaffigan and I are best friends. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, I think that's everything for this week. I don't have much else for you. Um... I hope you have a great week, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and watch UFC, and edit this video. But until then, uh, cheerio! Happy 300th uh, episode of the podcast to me. I left a pause in there, like you were supposed to say something, but it's to me. Here we go. Off on there, and then for the people listening on iTunes. I know I should edit all this stuff out, but you know I don't do any of that. I will never. Uh, so, cheerio!